Season 2, Episode 5 of the Colorado Food Magazine Podcast, presented by the Hispanic Restaurant Association, where we take a deep dive into the Colorado cuisine. From gate to plate, farm to table, and everything in between, CFM is your one-stop spot for everything food-related across the entire Centennial State. I'm your host and producer, Brendan Jordan. It is a pleasure to be back on these airwaves with you folks, as we are extremely excited to bring on the director of the Minority Business Office of Colorado, Mr. Antonio Soto. Now, Antonio focuses mainly on the business support systems of the Minority Business Office, and they're really focused on making resources easily accessible and obtainable to the Hispanic community, uh, really any minority community out there to make the path to success a little bit shorter. So a really fascinating interview that we have on deck for you guys just to let you know about the different opportunities that the Minority Business Office has to offer. Now, before we get into it, we wanted to let you know that today's interview is brought to you by Barber's Foods. Barber's Foods is a Colorado farm family-owned wholesale food distributor. Established in 1949 on a turkey farm in Broomfield, Barber's Foods is one of Colorado's most authentic food distributors, ranging from a full selection of local, organic, natural, and premium proteins, including poultry, beef, bison, pork, lamb, and even Colorado-grown beans. Check them out at barbersfoods.com to see their full list of products to bring that hometown flavor to your grill. That's B-A-R-B-E-R-S foods.com. So a super fun interview that we have on deck for you guys. Antonio talks just really about what his uh, organization is about and how he tries to reach out to the community and really how he uh, looks to build everything back into a full circle economy where everybody supports everybody and really getting everybody to that path of progression. So without further ado, here is Antonio Soto, the director of the Minority Business Office of Colorado. Thank you all for listening. Antonio, welcome to uh, Colorado Food Magazine Season 2. We're here with Antonio Soto. He is the director of the Minority Business Office for the state of Colorado. It's a position appointed by the governor, so you work directly with the governor's office. But it's located at the, uh, where is it located again? You told me that's a long The word. Office of Economic Development and International Trade, and specifically on the Business Support Division. Right. We wanted to have you on because we want to give you everyone an opportunity to hear what's available out there, not only to the, the business community, but the minority business office. We had uh, Todd Inglay from the Colorado Beef Council. We talked about all the programs available to marketers out there. We've interviewed Catherine Boxler of the Colorado Department of Agriculture and Business Development and all the programs available to everyone. So, but your goal, once again, is to serve the, the minority business community. 
and show what opportunities are out there. But before we go down that path, I want to talk about you and what you, what, what brought you, your background, where you grew up, what inspires you, what makes you tick every day, especially doing what you do. Because I know it can be a hard job because you're getting a million people like, don't do this, do that, do that. <laughs> and, and, and you can't by law and also by just, you, you don't have enough people to solve everybody's issues. But you, you can provide a platform for people like, hey, I have this great dream, I have, I have this business idea, where do I go? What resources are available to me? And that's what we're trying to achieve this in here. We're going to have this one available both in English and Spanish so we can uh, communicate across all barriers. So let's, let's talk about you. Where'd you grow up? I'm just a Colombian um, born in Cartagena that had the pleasure and the, um, the blessing to come to this country where we have the amazing opportunities and you can achieve whatever you want to achieve if you work hard and you're connected and you get the proper tools to be successful. Okay, so let's break down each one, but I want to, before we get down each on that, let's talk about, you were very educated in Colombia. You were a dentist, correct? That's correct. And, but you saw opportunity in the U.S. and you came here about 20 years ago and, uh, and you started, what inspires you to want to be the director of the Minority Business Program. What, what do you see here? The, the, the just like, you know what, I can do this. I can help other people. I believe as, um, or like many immigrants that come to this country, um, in chase of that stability or American dream, however you want to call it, uh, this American dream can become an American nightmare if you don't have the proper education tools or knowledge of the system. Or the support systems. The support system. And to me, that's what inspired me to kind of uh, work for and ease some of those lessons that I learned in these 20 years and struggles and opportunities and great people that I have met to put them all together and to ease the pathway for those who want to become business owners. And they want to grow their business. They want to... Um, do better for themselves. I believe that business ownership could be one of the tools for you to create that generational wealth that will support and provide our next generations a platform to start from there so they don't have to start over again. Right, that's one of our goals at the Colorado, uh, the Hispanic Restaurant Association is to provide those platforms. And that's part of our goal, use this, the Colorado Food Magazine as a medium, as a support mechanism to like, yes, you can do that. And, and uh, you know, we're gonna start uh, business incubators. We, we eventually wanna have our Hispanic Culinary Institute. I mean, we have some broad, but very specific dreams. We know we're fighting a generational fight. And we, we're using these tools we have in our skill sets and the magnificent people in our organization, uh, the, the partnerships we're developing, such as with uh, organizations such as yours, to just tell people, yes, it can be done. Yes, it will be done. And here's, here's the tools. You have to do all the work, but we're here to support you. And we'll give you, like you said, those educational tools. Let's talk, let's, let's dissect it and start there. Educational tools. What are you thinking? What, what, are, you, what are you talking? Well, there, there are barriers along the way. Let's talk about the language. Let's talk about the information out there. Uh, for those who uh, grew up here, 
uh, it feels like a lot of things are common sense because are designed in, in, a, in a sequential order that you can you know, tackle your, your next step, your next milestone, and things like that. For those who come from other countries, either from you know, Africa countries or Latin American countries or whatever the case may be, uh, I come here, sometimes what is common sense for you guys is, is not common it's sense. It's bewildering. Right, and it's, it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Just having to put some of the tools, the necessary tools, in a way that they make sense or are achievable, uh, inspire this economy, inspire everyone around us. And if you become a business owner in a short period of time, you're going to be making more. You're going to be making money right or sooner, or you can be hiring more people sooner than if that, you know, uh, learning curve is steeper sure. or. So to me, shorting that learning curve, putting resources in a way that they're accessible and achievable, attainable, is, is one of the main drivers for what I do, what I, for what I do. Right. Our goal, our vision statement at the Hispanic Restaurant Association is to educate and elevate the Hispanic community across a multi-generational spectrum. And part of that vision is to partner, such as with organizations such as yours, to let people know that these programs are already available. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. We just want to open up the access and provide and open up the door to uh, offices such as yours. So let's talk about what does the day in the life look like for you and maybe one of the, your staff that, that does this. And how does your organization reach out to others to let them know about things going on? Well, um, the Minority Business Office mission is to outreach, promote, and advocate for business growth. That business growth should be in, com in, um, in accordance to MBO-friendly products, in technical assistance, and access to capital. What does MBO-friendly products mean to me? They mean accessible. They mean attainable. They mean in the language that you speak. They mean in a way that, that you can go and actually have a chance. I want to make sure that that level playing field fits your needs and make it you know, a true opportunity and not just a dream to attain a program, funding, or whatever the case may and be. And a support mechanism is once again, like when it's, a, when it's a, a team or somebody you know you can call or you know that you're not in this endeavor alone, because I know so many entrepreneurs, you just often feel like you're alone. I'm like, what do I do? And especially, particularly when this pandemic hit, so many people were like, oh my goodness, what, what happened? Uh, and one of our goals, once again, you mentioned the language barrier. Yes, exactly. Uh, our, one of our goals at uh, the Hispanic Restaurant Association and one of the tools we're developing is the Food and Beverage Language Institute. Uh, that's where English is the second language. We're going to learn. We're going to use the modern technology to teach them. It's going to be directly related to the restaurant operations and restaurant leadership. And just kind of go down that path. So that way, once they at least get to a basic level, then we can start teaching them business skills and then leadership skills and then put them on the college runway or path. And your office can help with that and just showing you know, these are available. And we can use that as a mechanism like, hey, here's your tools available. Instead of us having to do everything, we just partner with organizations such as yours. What other tools are available out there? 
um, before I get into the tools, let me let me tell you a little bit of uh, a little bit of the foundational work that I, I believe he needs to happen to okay, sure. ensure that uh, we're giving you the right chance, or you we're giving you the right tools to to achieve your dreams. Right. And uh, as entrepreneurs, um, this community is usually visionary. They 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 chasing a dream in or that that thing that you have in your heart and your guts and, and they do economic freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what that's one of the, the, the rewards. But uh, also people start a, a business because they they want to chase an opportunity or something that they see very clear that nobody else sees. So per se, uh, visionaries are a very small percentage. So you can tell an entrepreneur, a visionary, where they are, where they want to go, and how they want to go, and what they're working on. But not everybody is the same way. Most of us are skeptical. We want to see things and touch things to ensure that we believe in. And that's the job of the entrepreneurs and those visionaries, to turn that idea into something tangible so others can follow, others can support, or others can consume if it's a good or, or service. And, and to me, that's a part of the, the MBO. To me, I want to ensure that you, as a business owner with an idea, you know the pathway all the way to growing the business and those next steps. We get a lot of support for, uh, from our Small Business Development Center. That's where we do all our technical assistance at this moment, and we're expanding to uh, other technical assistance organizations. Uh, be in the lookout because um, we're going to be reaching out to you because, to me, access should be attainable. Right. And our technical assistant is run right now through the SBDC. These guys have over 400 consultants statewide, 15 offices, more than 70 satellite offices. That, oh, uh, there's that many, huh? Yeah, yeah. And um, they can provide the support from IDEA all the way to growing the business, including business plan, marketing plan, workshops, training, education. But your business should not stop right there. I want to make, make sure that our office is supporting the next steps or the high growth opportunities. If you want to grow your business, I want to ensure that you know what is the pathway. And that's my job. That's the reason why we are located in the Office of Economic Development and have partners like you to ensure that we have all the connections for international trade, either export, import, that we have um, the opportunity for you to grow your business because you want it bigger or want more employees. Like in the SBA uh, profile report, small business profile report, it shows that uh, the food service business is the number one in the range of employees from 20 to 499 employees range. So that, that means that that's the range where a lot of employees can be capitalized to either keep growing or start their own businesses like um, our A restaurant. Uh, Ma Marco, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, empower others. And, 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 and to me, uh, that's the opportunity that I think we need to empower, tell, bring, make the awareness. And that's the part where the MBO tackles three different strategies. The outreach awareness and advocacy, that's one. That means that you're putting the word out there 
resources, and connecting people to resources. Resources, to me, they're out there, created already. Well, how can we I, I totally agree with you, because I, as we look around, when we talk to Colorado Beef Council, the Colorado Department of Agriculture, I mean, the Office of Economic Development, now your office, there's so many programs available, but nobody knows how to access them. And like you said, one of those problems is the language barrier. We're trying to solve that. But that's also why we, I mean, so many immigrants come here to the U.S. and they want, they love this country. They love uh, trying to achieve their dream. But there's always that barrier. And, and our goal is to bridge that, that culture gap, culture gap as well as the, the language barrier. Because Hispanics, Latins, I'm going to use it because that's us and what we're doing, are known as some of the hardest workers in the world. Let's use that energy in educating themselves or ourselves and elevating each other and helping. I think that's, that's part of our goal here at the Colorado Food Magazine, the Hispanic Restaurant Association, is to let people do their thing, just provide a support mechanism for that. I mean, I'm going to use our group as a perfect example. I mean, Alan, uh, he's uh, Pan American Media. He's helped developing this. Comes here, front was... Uh, worked in Mexico at a high level. Uh, he, he's, he's an entrepreneur. All of a sudden, we have very like-minded people together and we're a support mechanism. So we help him find business, he, same for us. He helps us find you know, connections. Same thing with Mario, what he does with social media. Brendan, we call it the Brendan brand. Once again, our goal is to educate and elevate people. And but as a leader, you're, you're bringing talent and giving them that vision to align them to that whole purpose. And that's what I really like what you guys are, are doing. You, you guys are, are bringing the talent. You know, um, Alan from the office, used to work at the Office of Economic Development in, in his city in Mexico. Now he's bringing that talent and the other uh, media talent to your team to enhance that awareness. No, that I agree, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, we have, as a team, we have a, a magnificent skill set within our team because obviously, um, I, I, Celine, Brendan, Alan, Mario, oh, the chefs associated with, these are guys that, that operate at a high level. They, uh, and I know it, they know it, and, and now our goal is just to spread that message. So thank you for saying that. Um, but I, I lost my train of thought for a split well, second. Well, let me tell you what <laughs> your train of thought, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's kidding. Uh, that's well, that's, that's, that's what the awareness and the outreach plays a big role. And this office is trying to connect everything that is happening out there, trying to create that awareness. And that's why we promote MBO-friendly products. They don't have to come to my from my office. They don't have to come from the Office of Economic Development and International Trade only. What does MBO-friendly product mean? MBO-friendly is a product that is easy to understand in English. It is accessible in other languages. And by the way, our website now it is available in any other, in any language possible. Oh, so that's a big progress and big shout out to my um, marketing and communication team because the, they, they made it happen. They listened and they acted. Uh, MBO friendly product means that is attainable. That if you're not qualified or you're not ready, hopefully we will have the technical assistance that you need to get you to that level so you have a chance. So you're educating and advocating on their behalf. I educating, advocating, but also partnering with SBDCs and all other organizations like, like yours to ensure that they are prepared for what is coming. 
They're prepared for what we have available. They're prepared for their success. Because again, it is not just to go into the Secretary of State and in, in getting your company registered and that's it. No, because you're gonna fail. If you have all the resources aligned for you from when you have that idea, first of all, you know when to get in because you would know if your idea is actually uh, makes sense, viable at this moment. But also you would know what is the next step that you need to accomplish to get your business to that level. And hopefully you turn back and say, all right, look at all these employees that I have now. Right now, the Hispanics have 10% as far as the SBA, uh, small business uh, profile, we're 10% of the uh, business entrepreneurship in the state, right? That's it. that's it. But I think we are undercounted because a lot of them are not even registered. And that's what happened in the PPP. In the PPP, right, so I was there and that's what got me to this office. In the PPP, during the PPP, I was sharing all the resources available, all the opportunities. And guess what? You have business owners that were not even registered. They didn't have a bank account. They were not connected to their resources. And with that uh, scenario, it's hard to support someone, obviously. All right, but you have to have a legal structure behind it. Of course, but they were operating for 10, 20, 30 years. You assume that they, they should have at least like you said, common, to you and I, it's common sense, but then they, they don't understand the business culture or the legal structure they should have. They just operated as a sole proprietor. Well, in, in, and just the structure itself is, is, is hard on the entrepreneurs and the business owners because as a business owner, you want to do what you like best, which is making that product that, that you are passionate about, that you're, you're inspired about, that you wake up every day, but then hey, at the end of the day, you have to do invoices, you have to pay bills, you have to, you know what I mean? And those are the burdens that, that sometimes, you know, we have to go through them. But when you set your business owner with the mindset of uh, owning a company instead of just a job, you are creating why the, the opportunities of why this business owner actually needs to empower others to take on some of the jobs that might know the things that you like the most. So you can focus on what you do best. We can also bring them the right technology tools uh, to you know, make their job easier when they have to count the numbers and, and do all their books correctly and what's a profit and losses. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, as far as that's one of our goals eventually when we open up the Hispanic Culinary Institute is to give them that end-to-end -end, end -end process of, of going out properly educated, properly performance-oriented and properly uh, led, all those different tools needed. Pausing quickly in the interview, we wanted to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Hispanic Restaurant Association. The mission statement at HRA is to advocate on behalf of the Hispanic restaurateur to effectively and efficiently open and operate their restaurants. Their vision is to educate and elevate the Hispanic community across a multi-generational spectrum. If you wanted to learn more about the Hispanic Restaurant Association, their plans for the future, goals, and ways they look to connect with the community around them, check out episode 12 of the Colorado Food Magazine podcast, as well as their website at hispanicrestaurantassociation.org. So where would somebody go to 
find some of these tools. We're going to put your stuff on our platform so that way they can go know, know to go to the Hispanic Restaurant Association, Mike, and connect directly with you. And then, of course, we have our team that can just direct people. So where would they go? To, to me, uh, more than just saying, I have the pr this program now, I have this other program now, because sometimes programs, you know, have their cycle. I want to make this greener. If you need help, contact your organization. If you need help, contact your local small business development center and get free consultation. If you need help, contact the minority business office to see what is available and to seek the help and hopefully we're going to be all connected in a way that if they're referred to you, they're referred to me, we can get this business owner the right Path. time line pathway so they can achieve from idea all the way to their dreams. Execution of their dreams. Yeah. Oh, very nice, very nice. So how does the Small Business Development Center, you're the minority business office, you work in the Office of Economic Development. How, do those, how are those tied together? The Small Business Development Center is, is designed to support, is, is a federal government uh, opportunity and also um, state supported. And to me, these people support entrepreneurs from idea all the way to growing the business. In the way they have um, specialized consultants in financial opportunities, marketing, you name it. Anything that the business owner needs has a possibility within the Small Business Development Center. They're technical, pure technical assistance organization. Okay. And the potential that I see is why not to partner with this organization that has been um, providing these services for quite some time already. One, two, their design and, and the capacity um, to take more entrepreneurs and guiding them. They use webinars and the online tools for workshops, trainings, and you name it, and inspire other technical assistance organizations to all work together for the benefit of you. So once you start this pathway, you know that you're going to be alone. As a business owner, you don't care who's giving you the resources. You only care that you need them and you get the guidance when that moment arrives. Yeah, as an entrepreneur, you work hard already. You just need to make sure you get yeah. the step to one me, through ten. Because I'm advocating for you as a business owner, I want to ensure that either if you reach out to me, you reach out to your organization, or you reach out to whatever technical assistance, is they know where to send you and where to bring you to that pathway of success. So if a person, walk me through this process so I can understand it correctly. And I kind of do, but I'm just doing it, making sure the audience <laughs> understands this. If I'm a business owner, I have this idea of opening up of a restaurant. And I have my cuisine already selected because I grew up with it. What, what's step one? Where step, would they do? The step one, uh, we do have the business foundation program. The Business Foundation program is an online on-demand platform that helps that person kind of see a little bit of that beginning um, starting point from the legal pathway, which is Secretary of State registration. What, how, how does that look like? How much you have to spend? Where do you want to go? Where do you have to go to get your business registered? EIN. Why the EIN is important? 
You know, you need an EAM because you need to connect your business with the banking system, getting employees, and so forth. What are the licenses available? If you're in the restaurant business, what licenses? Right. So, and, and those are three different agencies that provide this kind of information. So the Business Foundation program is putting them in one yeah. place. Oh, nice. uh, module number two, accounting. So we call it the accounting pathway, and uh, that provides a little bit of exposure to um, bookkeeping. Why bookkeeping is important, why accounting is important, why the numbers matter, so you don't are make, you're not making um, decisions without like, oh, I got that X yeah. amount of bank. <laughs> like, we, maybe I, I have that feeling that I have $1,000 in a bank. No, you should know exactly how much you have and how much you need to get into the next that's idea. so many entrepreneurs. Yeah. So. Well, because we're, we're not set for that. You, that's, a, that's another skill that you have to learn and have in, in, in your toolbox. And lastly, um, internet presence and e-commerce. To me, how can I make you competitive with the big guys already in the market if it's not giving you your website and e-commerce ready for you to do business from the get-go. You don't need a brick-and-mortar uh, location. To me, that foundational work is just the beginning, the teaser for this individual. Yeah, yeah build the foundation right. well. Then the next step, and that program will connect you to the Small Business Development Center. That opportunity will give you a free consultation that can evaluate where you are, what you have, the gaps, the opportunities, and what you need as a next step. This consultant will evaluate you know, all of this and provide recommendations to say, these are the next steps for you and do long-term follow-ups. These guys can do follow-ups for years. And that's their job or is it a volunteer position? Is it, is that, one of my big concerns always is the bureaucracy. No, we do have a few volunteers, but um, we, at the SBDC, we have the director of the SBDC, which is housed in the Office of Economic Development and International Trade, Business Support Division. We, he has the lead center, which have um, other um, employees. So you have metrics. Sees. If we send somebody through, like, yeah. okay, this is being helped. This is there's so mechanisms to make sure that they are taken care of. Yeah, they they have performance uh, goals. Business created, business retained, jobs created, jobs retained access to capital. Because that's one of the things, we, our goals at the HRA is to, when we bring people and put them in certain directions or stuff like that, to make sure they're taken care of. It's about performance. Uh, because, you, know, you, you and I both know there's a lot of people that talk, but few that do. And, and our goal is to be a high performance organization. Just in the short year that I've known you, I've seen a lot of differences and it's starting to make a difference. And that's, that's our goal. So pre I appreciate what you're doing. As advocates, you know that our job is to ensure that people are providing the access that we need. Right. That, that all are working in, in a way that, that we're advancing the people that we support. Right. And in your case, I want to make you an offer of the Business Foundation program because you can house it now. Now it is available. It is free in most cases, uh, except a couple of uh, uh, courses, but we're going to fix that. But you can now host it within your organization and any other organizations, and you can ask the people that are, you're cultivating to get to the, your, your memberships and the, uh, to get connected to, to your organization and preparing them for success. So you can actually house the business foundation, get anyone that wants to go through it, 
to get the benefit of everything, all the resources around it. And I can share the data that you provide with you. Oh, that, I'd love that. Once again, our goal is to educate and elevate. And then it starts with that business foundation, the mindset. One of our biggest things, and we talk about is our five pillars, leadership renaissance model. Because not only do you have to have the technical skills, you have to have that mindset that I'm succeed, knowing life's hard. You know, we, t we talk about leadership at all levels. We talk about education at all levels, professionally and, and personal, uh, how, to, how to develop your skill set as a business owner. We talk about teamwork, relationship building, which results in that cultural ethos of who you are, how you operate on a daily basis. And that's, yeah, that's great. I, we're certainly, uh, we'll take a look at that and uh, that's a wonderful offer. So we'll, we'll take you up on it. <laughs> well, uh, John, there is no denial that uh, minority communities, especially those who are immigrant, regardless of where you come from, um, struggle a little bit more than others. Right. And um, it, not diminishing anybody, but uh, once you're either a minority community or an immigrant or um, one of those, it, in order for you to break the cycle of poverty, you need four pillars. You need education, you need housing, you need health. But one that drives the most impactful is the economic development revenue generation. So to me, if we tackle everything in a holistic way, we can definitely make the dent and in an economy that is a circle, full circle economy, everybody's important. The little guy, middle guy, guy big guys, because if I'm not doing well in this economy, I'm holding you down. Right. But if I do well, I promote everything else around you and you will do well too. And that's, I, you know, right now I feel so excited. I'm not a political guy, no. Uh, I, I don't know if I wanna be, no. But um, to me, I can see it very clear that from the federal, from the state, the legislature, local governments, I cannot align for this opportunity, you as a business owner, to get you what you need to be successful. Why not to take it? Right, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And our goal at, at the Colorado Food Magazine and, and as well as the Hispanic Restaurant Association is just to, to reach across all cultures, business, leadership, uh, all the way down to the person and give them the path of inspiration and hope to, you know, to move forward. Like you said, create that generational uh, wealth and, and close that generational gap. So what inspires you to do this? To me, I believe that everybody deserves the same opportunities. I believe regardless of your color of your skin, your beliefs, your religion, sexual orientation, you should go and chase your dreams, but have the necessary tools available to be successful. To me, I want to make sure that once you get into that path of your uh, chasing your idea, you can see what you will be in a year, five years, and even so more. So give them a uh, reach for that North Star. To me, like I said, not everybody is a visionary. And for those who are the majority that are not visionary, they can touch it, they can see the pathway to, to their success and have no doubt about it. 
Yeah, and I would encourage anybody to listen to this. There's so many tools out there available to you, but you have to recognize as a business owner, it's not only 10 times harder, it's 100 times harder than you think it is, but it's worth it. It's, it's your own path. You're creating something, the creativity, the leadership required for that. Entrepreneurship is unique, and, it, and it's hard, but I love it, because you really are uh, you know, marching to a different, your own drum. You're creating your own music, and I love that part of it. And that's part of a large part of our group, or a majority of our group. We're all entrepreneurs, but we're all aligned on the same vision. And, and the synergy there is 100 times than what you think it is. We, we as entrepreneurs feel like we're alone having the struggles, the barriers. But you, when you sit down with other entrepreneurs, you realize that we all have the same situation. And I, I really mean that um, we need to have a support network. Right. And, and, that's that's, and that support network includes your organizations and other organizations to ensure that our entrepreneurs, when they feel like they need to recharge, Get connected to your organization that you love the most right. and, and, you know, talk about it. And you will find out that we know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What can we at the Colorado Food Magazine or the Hispanic Restaurant Association, what can we do to help promote what you do? I call it the MBO message. The MBO message is basically for people to know that we are advocating for their success that we are trying to figure out what they need to be successful. So spreading that message, spreading the resources that we go, um, go through um, our newsletters and the social media, and vice versa. If you find something that is yours or somebody else's that you feel like, you know, think holistic. If others are doing well, you will do well too. So if you feel like there is a resource that needs to be spread out, to me, I just only have one rule for our communication, marketing communications in the MBO, is it has to direct, it has to provide direct impact to my minority-owned businesses. So if that opportunity, that program, that funding is for them, you got my attention. Okay. That's great. Well, thank you for what you do. Appreciate uh, everything you do. We're gonna spread the message far and wide as much as best we can. And it'll be as we develop the relationships around there, we'll have a, we'll have a broader impact. That's what the Colorado Food Magazine does. That's our, that's our, our medium to get the word out there and, and talk about everything available. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, John. Thanks goes out to Antonio for joining us on today's show, getting us a little bit more information about what his organization is about. We hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as we did, and we hope you guys check out some of the programs that they have available. It's some really interesting stuff. Now, before we move forward, we wanted to let you know that today's show is brought to you by MSU Denver's School of Hospitality. The Metropolitan State University's School of Hospitality has truly lived up to their namesake by being more than welcoming to the Hispanic Restaurant Association and all of their partners. Today's podcast and future episodes will be broadcast right from the MSU campus inside their hospitality building. Their extensive culinary programs, as well as their enthusiastic professors and directors, make it well known why this school has one of the strongest and quickest growing culinary programs in the entire nation. Visit msudenver.com to find out about different events happening across campus and how to get involved. 
Now, personally, I really enjoyed today's interview. I really enjoyed sitting down and listening to it again while doing this editing process. It's just really an inspiring story of how Antonio uh, really is, is focused on not just a pathway to start a business, but a pathway to further business growth. It's, it's some really incredible stuff. I, I, I really enjoyed how he's focused on teaching business owners the mindset of owning a company rather than just having a job. I thought that was a really important point. Uh, it, that's something to just to prepare for really, you know, I put this in quotes, the small burdens because they're really not small, but the small burdens that a lot of businesses aren't really prepared for, you know setting up these invoices behind the scenes, all the behind the scenes work that you know you aren't really anticipating when you're so passionate about just putting your cuisine out there and, and feeding these people that you know and love so much. So setting everybody up for that path so that they can, honestly, the whole company knows what it takes to run a successful business and they can eventually focus in the future, they can eventually focus on really what they're the best at. So being able to put everybody on that same path of progression, making sure everybody gets the same resources to learn if they want to step up in the organization, give them the opportunity to step up into a bigger role. That way everybody knows, like I said, everybody knows what it takes to really run a successful operation and people can focus on what they are best at because, man, when you can have you know, one person who knows exactly what it takes and then another person that knows exactly what it takes and they're both focused on... You know, it's just an, a, a well-oiled machine is how I like to think of it. It just runs extremely smoothly. So really just a, a short takeaway uh, session from me here from you guys. But I just really liked how focused uh, Antonio was on making resources easily accessible to not just the Hispanic community, but all minority communities out there, all communities out there, as a matter of fact, just to build that path of progression, build a foundation, exactly like what we're all about here at the Colorado Food Magazine and HRA, that educate and elevate piece that you hear John talk about so much. Both of these companies, both us and the Minority Business Office of Colorado, have the same goals, the same mindsets of bringing that path to success a little closer to the community out there. So like I said, a van very fantastic interview that we had with Antonio today. We're really happy that we were able to bring him on to give the listeners a little bit more insight on what's really out there and what's really available to him. Well, folks, that just about does it. From all of us here at CFM and HRA, we wanted to thank you all for tuning in to another fantastic podcast episode. Uh, if you guys are not already subscribed to the Colorado Food Magazine, make sure you are subscribed wherever you're hearing my voice from right now. That way you're not missing out on any of this new content we're coming out with here in Season 2. Some really exciting stuff like I've been talking about recently, so I don't want you guys to miss out on any of that. Make sure you're subscribed. Check us out on social media as well, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at the tags Colorado Food Magazine. You can see all the full-length interviews on our YouTube page, so you can actually see what you are hearing right now over there. So I highly recommend going and checking us out there. If you are interested in partnering with John and HRA, go ahead and check them out at HispanicRestaurantAssociation.org as they're always looking to branch out. And once again, we wanted to thank Antonio for coming on today's show and just giving us a real great insight on what's really out there. So once again, a huge thank you to him. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode, and we will catch you next time.
Ciao.